What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go. We have Marvel Cinematic Universe. We have DC on screen. We have booze and phasers, a show done by our lovely ladies that drink wine and talk about Star Trek. It's pretty cool, right? Uh, Many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always, like the Blazing Defender Report. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Blazing Defender Report 38. Don't press that button. See, you already want to press the button. See what I did there? But I want to welcome you this week to a very special episode. I apologize for the hiatus, but between the Meatheads on Movie Show and Derby Week, it's kind of a big deal here in Kentucky. I've been a little bit busy, but I'm so glad to be with you today because there's a lot going on. So on the show today, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman's spoiler-free first thoughts. Uh, Not going to spoil anything for you, but I kind of want to let you know what I thought about the Wonder Woman movie. And uh, Big Sam and I will be back on our Meathead Show to break it down thoroughly. Deathstroke asks for help. Lebanon gets political with Wonder Woman. Gotham goes Owlman. Iron Fist strikes again. Is that a good thing? DC Studio Shakeup. Is that a bad thing? And the Watchmen come to DC Comics. Didn't they? That'll be my review of the Batman Flash crossover, The Button. And now for your listening pleasure. The Blazing Defender Report. With your host, Travis Jones. And welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of the Blazing Defender Report. I am your host, Travis Jones, a.k.a. the Blazing Motherfucking Defender. What's going on, everybody? A lot is going on. That's the fucking answer I was looking for. I want to say hello again to my Facebook Live friends. What's going on, guys? Uh, I am recording this this video live via Facebook. So in case you want to join into the conversation, uh, you can go to Blazing Defender Report on Facebook, and it should pop up. And if you want to join the conversation, ask a question, or just say, hey, you stupid motherfucker, that's wrong, or whatever. Trust me, I get those. I encourage those, actually. Get on there. Um, I've got some people on right now, and I haven't really fucked up yet, so they haven't ripped my ass. So with that, I want to talk about what we're going to be talking about today on the show. Uh, Again, uh, there was a a small hiatus I had with Derby Week here in the Bluegrass State and uh, doing the Meatheads on Movie Show with Big Sam. It's been a little bit busy, a little bit hectic, but I'm really glad to be doing back doing my own thing, the Blazing Defender Report. It's what started it all. Actually, it was the Nerdgasm Hour, and then I kind of changed my name when I went to the network. But uh, there's a lot going on. So what first I want to talk about is um, my wife and I went to see Wonder Woman Thursday night, and it is really, really good. Okay? Uh, It's not fucking life-changing. It's not the greatest fucking comic movie I've ever seen. It's not even DC's best movie, and uh, this is going to be as spoiler-free as I can give you. Um, It's good. It's very, very good. What it is, is female Captain America First Avenger. 
That's what it is, uh, if we're being totally honest. Uh, and it may not be that good. And trust me, that's not one of my top five Marvel movies, even though I'm a big Cap fan. But it is a very good. They do a lot of things really, really well. Um, so, I don't know. It's um, it's good. Go fucking see it and make up your own mind. Gail Gadot is fantastic. She's gorgeous. She when her face is on the screen, you just can't fucking keep. You got to keep looking at it. Um, it's it's really really a good movie. And when I say good movie, it's kind of like it gets to the point of hokiness. And I think you'll know what I'm talking about after you go see it. But it's definitely worth seeing. The action is really good. Gadot looks great. She has great chemistry with Chris Pine, who I really liked as Steve Trevor. But it's a very, very good movie. Um, that's all I'll say about it. It's just a really good movie. And because I don't want to spoil it, because Big Sam and I will do a Meatheads on movie with it very, very soon, as soon as we can get that motherfucker away from his job long enough to come in to the studio and record. Um, you know, I think that. Uh, I'm sorry, I was looking at the Facebook uh, prompt. Um, you know, it's it's there was some missed opportunity in, in Wonder Woman. Um, I could have had 20 more minutes of the little girl in the beginning. I don't I'm not spoiling anything. They show her as a little girl. That's not fucking spoiler. So everybody fucking calm down. Um, but it is it's 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 a very good movie. It's just I thought it got a little campy toward the end with everybody's a good person and blah, blah, blah. And I did have some issue with it on, on, an, on another level, on a story level and as it pertains to BVS and going into Justice League. But again, Big Sam and I'll hash that out thoroughly, but go see the movie. It is definitely a good movie, and you'll want to see this movie. Okay? Off of that. Okay? No more Wonder Woman talk. All right? The next thing I want to talk about is my man, Manu Benet. Is that not a fucking cool name? I mean, like, that is a cool fucking name. Like, if you're at a bar and a chick walks up to you, and you you don't you wouldn't even say your first name because you got to say it all. She'd be like, "Oh, hey, my name's Chastity. What's your name?" You'd be like, "Manu Benet. And I mean, her fucking panties would drop from sheer moisture in them. That is a fucking awesome name, Manu Benet for. My CW Arrow fans, you're going to know him as Deathstroke. I know him as Crixus from the Spartacus series on Stars, which is one of my favorite fucking series of all time. Stephen DeKnight uh, was is the writer on that. He did a fantastic job until he ended the series, which I won't even, I won't spoil it for you if you haven't seen the series. Go see it. Uh, go watch it. Binge it. It's a great series, fantastic characters, but Crixus was one of my favorite characters on there. And my wife and I had the pleasure of meeting him at a Wizard World here in Louisville, Kentucky, and he was fantastic. He's a, I'm not going to say he's a big guy, he's not a big guy, but if you watch Spartacus, you know the motherfucker can get in shape. He lifts weights, he works out, and he and I had... Um, an uncomfortably long conversation about working out. And the reason I say that is I've got this line behind me and he's wanting to talk about working out, which I can do that fucking shit all day, every day. So, you know, he and I, and I'm not saying anything about people that go to comic cons. I'm not saying that 
they don't work out because I'm sure some do, but some fucking don't and the majority of them don't. So, and a lot of them probably don't watch what they eat or anything else. So I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, maybe he doesn't run into a guy like me very often. So, but anyway, we had a great conversation. I became a huge, a bigger fan. Let's just say that a bigger fan after that. And, uh, he is having, doing an online petition right now on Twitter, on Facebook, on the internet, and he's trying to get CW to give him a Deathstroke spinoff series. Say what, motherfucker? Hell yeah. Give me... That's some of the best Arrow that there, there has been in all the seasons was the Deathstroke stuff. And Manu was a big part of that. Give this guy his own series. Give it his own show. You guys are making money hand over fist with, with your shows. Um... Give him his fucking own show. I mean, do it. Just fucking do it. Give him six episodes. If those six episodes don't blow the fuck up, then fucking cancel the rest of it. I mean, you fucking do it all the time on lesser properties. So I am pushing for Manu to get get the show. And I'm also uh, stalking him on Instagram and Twitter to become his own personal trainer. So I may just give up the podcasting thing and become Manu's boy for a while. And I don't mean that in a weird way, which fuck it. Let's be honest. I'd do that, too. So, okay. So, Manu's got a petition. Get the Deathstroke on CW. Let's fucking help him out. Uh, you can go to the Blazing Defender Report on the Facebook page. I've got the link there. You can go to Twitter. I've retweeted it several times. Go there. Help him get that shit done. All right. So, now, uh, we very seldom get political on this show because I hate that shit. And when I say I hate that shit, I mean... Nothing will divide an audience, a friendship, a fucking marriage quicker than talking about politics, especially in this political climate that we live in now. But let's take it out of the United States for a little while and go to another fucking country. And Lebanon has banned the Wonder Woman film because... Uh, as everybody knows, well, maybe you don't know. Well, I might teach you something on this show today. The first time in fucking 38 episodes of the Defender Report, I'm going to teach somebody something. But Lebanon is at war with Israel. Uh, they have been. So Lebanon has banned the movie because Gail Gadot is Israeli, but she was also in the Israeli army. Now, who the fuck knew that? Raise your fucking hand if you knew that. I didn't know that shit. That's pretty fucking cool, man. Uh, that's awesome. So I had no idea. So I respect the uh, military almost in every form for every country. If you go to support your country, go to die for your country, uh, you have a special place in my heart. Even though I may not agree with your country politically, I still respect the soldier in a person. And she's a fucking soldier. So I guess... Even though they showed BVS in Lebanon, I don't understand why now all of a sudden they want to ban this movie. I guess because it portrays an Israeli warrior in a in a very, very good light, and they just don't want to do that. So, you know what I say? Fuck you, Lebanon. Uh, that's bullshit. Let people fucking decide what they want to see and what they don't want to see. Um, but they have banned Wonder Woman in Lebanon. I thought that was an interesting story. And Godot is, uh, is was a soldier, ex-soldier. Thought that was really cool too. Can you imagine being in a fucking foxhole with fucking Gail Godot? 
I mean, I know Vietnam was some bad shit, but there would be worse ways to die, I'm thinking. All right, the next story blew my motherfucking mind. And this is the kind of shit that I really like putting on the rapport because a lot of people may not have seen this. Um, the people that I showed it to were like, holy shit. I even showed it to my boys from DC on screen, and they even thought it was a pretty interesting read. Okay, um, now I'm not going to read the fucking article to you because you can go to, to the website and see it. It was actually Comic Book Resources that posted it originally. And this guy has a great theory about the show Gotham. Okay, now I love Gotham. Now, before you fucking throw shit at the screen right now, okay, like monkeys throwing fucking poo at me, hear me out. All right, I do realize that they have taken a lot of liberties uh, in Gotham, um, but I have enjoyed it. I, I I love Ben McKenzie as Gordon, even though this Commissioner Gordon is a stone cold killer. Maybe that's why I like him. He's not a bitch. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, he killed the fucking mayor in cold blood. Um, there's a lot of things that they've changed in Gotham, but I have enjoyed it. Um, I think it's got two of the hottest chicks on TV with uh, Jessica Lucas that plays Tabitha and the chick that plays Barbara Gordon, who, a.k.a., spoiler alert, close your ears, earmuffs everybody, is going to be Harley Quinn. Not um, Quinzel or uh, Harley Quinzel or whatever her name was in the comic books. It's going to be Barbara Gordon in Gotham. Trust me, you watch. Anyway, this fan theory deals with Batman. Now, when we talk Gotham, you can't talk Gotham without the fucking Dark Knight. All right? Okay, yeah. Yes, I am talking about the liberties uh, that they've taken with the show. Um, okay, Bruce Wayne. If, if you're not caught up on Gotham, you might. I'll try to keep it as spoiler-free as I can, okay? Because if you're like me, sometimes you stay four and five episodes behind and you like to binge them all together. That's what I kind of like to do, especially with a show like Gotham, okay? Some bad shit has happened with Bruce in the last few episodes, okay? The Court of Owls is a very, very prevalent in this show. They've basically orchestrated a lot of shit that's happened even in past seasons, but we're now just finding out it was the Court of Owls, all right? They have Bruce, um, let me just tell you this. If you haven't heard of the Owl Man, then don't, you, you can take this for what you want. But if you watch Flash, which people that watch Gotham are probably watching Flash. Flash has introduced the idea of multiple worlds, multiple Earths, the multiverse. Okay. There is an Earth, Earth 3, where the Justice League is the Injustice League. See what I did there? I didn't do it. I think it was, I don't know if it was Johns or maybe Grant Morrison. I can't remember who came up with it. But basically, it's an evil Justice League. There are no criminals like the Penguin, the Riddler, uh, Poison Ivy. There are none of those because the Justice League is worse than they are and they fucking took them out a long time ago. So, this fan theory is that this isn't a Batman story. This isn't a Batman prequel, but an Owlman prequel, which is extremely 
fascinating once he starts to break down the reasons why. And every reason that he has, I'm like, holy shit, he's fucking right. Now, uh, Owlman is a villain, and we all think of Bruce as being the good guy because he becomes Batman, right? Okay, now I've got to get into fucking spoilers if, I, if I'm going to go deeper down a rabbit hole. I just I just have to, okay? Earmuffs, or just fucking turn me off and, and get to iTunes version later. All right, spoilers start now. Okay, the Court of Owls has kidnapped Bruce. They put a clone in his place, and while Bruce was away, this fucking crazy sensei guy has been basically brainwashing Bruce to forget the pain that he had from his parents' death. The trauma. He's erasing the trauma that Bruce has experienced from his parents' death. And we all know that's where it all comes from with Batman. Okay, it's that one night that set his course for Batman for, for eternity. Okay? They're doing away with that because they're saying that that is what's keeping him from doing what must be done. And Gotham, he's he is destined to be Gotham's dark avenger. Okay? The Owlman did this on Earth-3. He ruled city through darkness and terror. Okay? But instead of... Um, I mean, he killed people. I mean, he fucking kills people. Owlman does. Uh, I mean, he looks just like Owlman. Or, I'm sorry, he looks just like Batman. He has the same backstory. Um, one version of Owlman was that it was Thomas Wayne Jr., okay? And he was raised by the Court of Owls to be their perfect killer. Kind of like a Talon, okay? Um... See, Wayne, and like in the show, Wayne Enterprise is is evil. Wayne Enterprise, the Court of Owls have infiltrated every, almost every facet of Wayne Enterprise. Lucius doesn't even fucking work for Wayne Enterprise anymore. He works for fucking uh, Gotham PD. Okay? So, um, I mean, there's just so many. And, okay, this isn't the season finale because the season finale hasn't came out yet. But the, the, the last episode... Bruce is basically complicit in mass murder now. He was a part of the bomb that went off in Gotham with the uh, Alice Tesh virus that has, it's going to kill maybe hundreds, if not thousands of, of Gothamites. Okay. And Bruce, even though he didn't physically press the button, he had it in his hand and Alfred showed up and blah, blah, blah. And the button was pressed while it was in his hand. Bruce knew it was going to happen. Okay? So, I mean, if he was like... he, I don't see any way a 13-year-old kid or, or how, however old Bruce is in this show, there's no fucking way that he had fought this, this manipulation. Um, and even if he comes out of this, how can you come back from that? Okay? And again, we've already talked about how bad Gordon is. Gordon's one of the worst like people in the show as far as like killing people being violent he's taken the Alice Tesh virus now Leslie Tompkins is taken has taken the Alice Tesh virus she just took it I mean like she's so fucked up now and and, and Leslie Tompkins has always been in in our in our Gotham um Batman's Gotham 
it was always like she was the morally right person. Her and Batman would fight all the time about what was right and what was wrong and whether he was going too far or not. So this is this is Gotham City turned upside fucking down. That makes me think this is fucking Earth 3 Gotham. I'm right here with this guy. Uh, for more of the intricate details, he, he really breaks it down here. Go to Blazing Defender Report. It's, it's on there. Uh, go to Comic Book World. Gotham isn't Batman Begins. It's an Owlman's Overture is the title of the article. It's fantastic. Um, but now, all right, now, done with the article. Let's talk about whether this is true or not. Of course it's not. Okay? Because they would just never do it. Once people found out this show wasn't about Batman anymore, they're going to turn it off. Now, I wouldn't. I would be like, holy fucking shit. And I believe my boy Jeff Randall said it best on DC On Screen. I would really appreciate the ballsmanship Coining his phrase, not mine. That's awesome. That's too awesome to fucking steal. Um, so, yeah. I would be fucking floored if they come out and said, this isn't the DC Universe you know. This is Earth 3. Or an alternate DC Universe where everybody goes down the wrong path. How fantastic would that fucking be? That not be the best show ever? It would be. Because no one's expecting it. That's why they won't fucking do it. Okay, but very, I, I felt like it was worth mentioning. It makes me want to go back and rewatch things, and it really makes me curious on how they're going to get all the players, the good guys, Bruce, Leslie Tompkins, uh, Captain Gordon, Detective Gordon now, get them out of this darkness that they're in. And, man, they're in the shit. They're in shit real high. So I don't know if they can get out of it or not, but we're going to see. I think the writers have a uh, have a real a real uphill battle to to see whether or not they they go that far or not. I don't know. It's going to be great to see. So if you're not watching Gotham, maybe you should be. Um, I, I enjoy it. I know I know some people just fucking hate the liberties that they've taken with the show, and that's fine. I understand that. I'm a I'm not a fanboy to where. If you don't get everything just right about a character, then I'm going to fucking shoot your head off. Uh, I'm just not that way because some things work in certain genres, some things don't. And I'm just all for whatever works. With that segue, let's talk about some shit that didn't work from our boys at Marvel. The Iron Fist strikes again. Is that a good thing? Iron Fist, Netflix has said they will be doing an Iron Fist 2, a season 2 that is. Uh, well, fuck. That was like the big shiny turd that Marvel has dropped in the last, I don't know, fucking 10 years. I mean, that, if you haven't seen Big Sam, uh, our Meatheads episode on the Iron Fist show, please check that out. It's on iTunes. Uh, it'll say Meatheads on Movies. I believe I called it uh, The Meatheads Get Fisted by Iron Fist because that's what I fucking felt like. He and I both are huge Iron Fist fans, and we were so excited for this series. And you want to talk about taking liberties. Not only did they take liberties with the character, they they made him bitchy and whiny, and he hadn't finished his training. And I mean, 
but he beat the dragon. I'm not going to get into it on here because Sam and I talked for about, we, we bashed the shit out of this fucking thing for an hour. I've already hammered this shit as much as I'm going to hammer it. So, but now we get to hammer it again. It looks like with season two, but I'm not an, I'm not a total asshole. There are some things, and he and I talked about that in the Meatheads episode, that they could do to bring him to the forefront, to bring him closer to the comic icon that we all fell in love with uh, as kids. So, with that being said, um, I, I, I have re- reservations about the season two, but I'm sure that they... They've got the feedback, and they're actively looking to uh, change this character in a way that makes it work with season one. Because that's your problem now. You've kind of dug yourself this hole because you've got this character. You can't all of a sudden make him this new person in the second season, or that 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 really won't work. So uh, you got your you got your shit cut out for you there, Marvel. But Iron Fist two coming at you. Hopefully not anytime soon. All right, next thing I want to talk about is the DC Studio shakeup. Now, I said, is this a bad thing? And this is the reason I say this. Okay, um, the reason that there is a DC Studio shakeup is because Zack Snyder um, is stepping away from the DC films. He's stepping away from Justice League. And the reason is, now, principal photography has already been done on Justice League, they, but they are doing reshoots. And before you fucking start with that, oh my God, they're doing reshoots. Oh my God. All movies do reshoots, guys. All of them. Some of them may do more. Some of them may do less. They all fucking do reshoots. You need to do reshoots. Who would get the fucking movie right the first time? Hardly anybody does. Okay, now they may only reshoot a couple scenes or they may, they may do two months of reshoots. I don't know. Um, it's not the end of the fucking world that they're doing reshoots. So principal photography is done. They are doing reshoots. They may be already done with reshoots now. I'm not sure. But Joss Wheaton, who's going to be the, the Batgirl director, is kind of taking Zach's place, which is a good thing, I think. Now, don't throw shit at me. Again, I need a shit guard on my screen, I think, today. Because don't shoot me just yet. Let me say this. I have enjoyed Zack Snyder's vision for the DC Universe. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's been awesome. Uh, I loved BVS. I loved Man of Steel. If it wasn't for fucking Zack Snyder, we would not be having a DC Universe right now. Okay? This is Zack's vision. And I'd really wished that he would have gotten the chance to seen more of his vision um, grow. And what I mean by that is there were some missteps, okay? BVS, Man Steel, there were some missteps. And he could have had a chance to, to correct these things going forward. There is no bigger fucking comic book fan than Zack Snyder. His movies have shown it. He has given us scenes that were pages ripped straight out of the comic book. Okay, this is a guy who loves this genre, okay? And the reasons that he stepped down break my heart because I had, I didn't know. I had no idea that he had a daughter that fucking committed suicide. I had no fucking clue. Did I not say that a minute ago? I got on a rant. I'm sorry. That's the reason he's stepping down. 
is because uh, he's been dealing with the suicide of his youngest daughter or his daughter. And um, he, I, I think he thought the best way to handle this is to throw himself into work, something that he loves. And now he's like, you know, I got to step away. I've got to take care of me. I got to take care of my family. And I'm sure his family needs him right now. But let me say this. To all you fucking cocksuckers out there that cheered and fucking threw your fucking smiley face emojis up on this tweet, this post, whatever, fuck you. You're a piece of fucking shit. You are what's wrong with this entire uh, fanboy base that you fucking hated Zack Snyder's vision so much that you took it personal and you made it personal for yourself and for fucking him. Because I guarantee you, if I was at a bar and Zack Snyder had a couple shots of fucking Woodford Reserve and we were sitting there talking, he would probably let it out that it was a lot of negative feedback that made him step down. And not just from him, probably from the studio too because they all heard it. Now, don't get me wrong, Zach has his supporters, and I'm one of them. But even if I wasn't, I wouldn't have fucking cheered and been like, oh, I'm so glad fucking Snyder Snyder's stepping down. That's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit, and it pisses me off because this guy has lost a child, and people are cheering the fact that he lost a child, so he steps down from fucking DC Films. Fuck you. That's bullshit. Um, I know it gets me pissed off, but you know, that's what I say. Fanboys take shit too fucking far. Um, now, like I said, I'm not one of them. I've enjoyed his vision so far, but I also really like Joss Wheaton. Joss Wheaton, I think is another huge fan of, of all, all of, of all these, uh, comic books, all these properties. He's not just a Marvel guy. I mean, he did Buffy, which was, was, was his own creation. So he's a very creative guy. Now we have Jeff Johns. Uh, I think he's getting to oversee a little bit more stuff. I think that's one of the things that helped the Wonder Woman movie. His Johns is overlooking. I don't know how much power he has. I know he doesn't have Kevin Feige like power, but I think he does. Um, he he is a valuable part of the DC universe going forward. I think he and Joss are going to be a great combination. Uh, so I am glad for that, but I'm so sorry that Zach is stepping away from the franchise. So I know I got kind of fucking out there for a minute, but uh, I'm a Zack Snyder fucking fan. I liked his movies before the DC movies. And uh, I'm a big Superman guy. And when he brought Man of Steel to the screen, it was what I, what my vision was for Superman. I know... I've heard the arguments. Oh, he's too fucking dark and he needs to be the light and all this. He's learning that. This is the early days of fucking Superman, guys. Uh, I understood Zach's vision. Zach, give me a call, buddy. I'll buy first round's on me, pal. Uh, and you can buy the rest of them. But uh first round's on me, and we can talk comic books all you fucking want, buddy. Um, I've enjoyed your run. Sorry, and I hope that everything with your family goes well. Okay. Now, enough of that shit, all right? I do like to bring that stuff to people's attention because some people that watch this show, this is all that they get. So I like to give you the stuff that I thought was pretty interesting, and I thought that stuff, for the most part, was pretty fucking cool. All right? Yeah? You agree? Yes? Okay, cool. All right. 
I am going to review the Batman Flash crossover, The Button. Now, why am I, why am I doing this? Okay? And when I posted that I was going to be doing this show, I got some shit. Okay? Oh, these are some comic books that people read one time and lay it back down. Maybe. But you shouldn't. I've reread them three times now. One thing, for, for one reason I was doing this show, and I didn't want to have to have a fucking stack of notes in front of me. I wanted to be able to go off my memory. Uh, the, second, the second reason is uh, it's a better story than it's getting credit for. Now, the button. What is the button? The button is from the Watchmen series, uh, the Watchmen movie, the Watchmen comic books. The button was on the comedian. The comedian that uh, Henry D. Morgan played in Zack Snyder's movie, The Button. Uh, or, I'm sorry, The Watchmen, which was a fantastic movie. Uh, I liked it better than the fucking comic book. I mean, Aliens, really, at the end? Are you fucking kidding me? I was so pissed at the end of that book. But anyway, I thought Snyder gave us a much more realistic ending. That's another fucking show. We can argue that shit later. Uh, but... Th- the the button is the button. The button. I hate when people say the button. The the button, goddammit. Um, this crossover with Batman and Flash is the entry point, so to speak, of the Watchmen into the DC Universe. Now, uh, one of my fans on my Facebook page asked, what's the connection? I'm like, well, you got to watch the show, homie. You got to watch the show. Something has happened in the DC Universe. Someone has stolen time from the DC Universe. Ten years time. Why ten years? I have no fucking idea. How they do it? I have no fucking idea. Why do they do it? I have no fucking idea. The The big criticism that this story has got gotten is we, we got no answers to any of that. And we didn't. And that's true and if I have if I have some negative uh, things to say about this storyline, it is that it was billed as something that it was not. Okay. Now, after the Watchmen make their appearance and the Doomsday Clock hits midnight, maybe these stories would be more prevalent. I think they will, and here's why. This is why I'm reviewing the book. Goddamn it! You ain't had to read the motherfucker because I'm gonna tell you about it. All right. First of all. My boy Jason Fabok killed it on the Batman issues. And for my Facebook uh, viewers, see that cover? That's not magic. Watch this. Watch. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. No. It's a lenticular cover. Okay? Uh, he's Flash. Then he's Batman. He's Flash. How cool is that, right? And it's by my boy Jason Fabok. He did all the Batman, the art, artwork on the Batman books. Tom King was a writer uh, who's done a fantastic job on Batman as well. Um, okay. Now, why we're going to start at issue 21. This is the first issue. And we start, this is the reason books need being reviewed. We start with a, a lady in Arkham. I have no idea who it is. I tweeted Tom King even and said, hey, who's this bitch? I got crickets. Maybe he don't want to tell me. But she's in Arkham, 
and there, there, there's a hockey game going on. The Gotham hockey team is playing. All the inmates are watching it. And this chick, this blonde-haired girl, I have no idea who she is. Don't, she doesn't, I, I don't recognize her. She starts losing her shit, talking about, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it. Can't you see nothing can stop this? Superman won't come. Our friends will die. The Legion will die. Legion superheroes? I don't know. No one will stop it. She's freaking out. Okay? Then we come to this page. Okay? It's Batman sitting in front of the back computer holding holding the button. Now, in Rebirth Zero, which the Blazing Defender Report gave a perfect fucking score of 10. No book since then has got a perfect score of 10. Rebirth Zero was, in my opinion, perfection of a comic story combined in one issue. And it dealt with a character that I knew nothing about, which was Wally West, Kid Flash. Didn't know shit about him. Didn't have to. This story grabbed me. It was fucking emotional. It was a roller coaster ride. It was perfection. Good job, Jeff Johns. You you did write the perfect comic book, in my opinion. One episode. I'm talking about one shot. You got one shot. You got 32 pages, 28 pages to give me a fucking fantastic story and hook me for this rebirth thing that your DC's doing. Fucking did it. Nailed it. Smacked it out of the park. Fucking Mark McGuire, Grand Slam home run. Bouncing it off fucking cars and over fucking Walmarts and shit. It was awesome. Okay. In that, when Wally leaves the Batcave, there's the button. Batman is like, what the fuck is this? He's a detective. He's going to figure it out. Oh, and I also want to point out on this page, I do believe superstar, rock star, artist Jason Fabok is giving the Blazing Fender Report a shout out. Because in the back computer, he's got the news screens up. And it says, Firefighters Battle Blaze. What? Yeah. I see where you're at, Jason. I, I see you, dog. Thank you. Thank you for the shout-out. Blazing Defender shout-out right there. Me and Jason Fabok had a conversation back at CincyCon last year. He's on this top-secret project, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of called him out on it. I said, oh, it's when the Watchmen enter the DC Universe. That's the crossover you're doing. Uh, uh, well, uh, I can't, uh. And he signed my print uh, to the man who knew too much. So, I don't know. I don't know if I said why he put that in there, but I thought that was funny. Anyway, so Batman is watching this hockey game. He's got this button in his hand. He's ran all of his tests. He's a fucking detective, man. He's ran all of his tests on this button. He can't figure out anything. It, it, it's nothing. It's It does nothing. It's a fucking button, okay? He sets it beside the psycho pirate mask. And if you've been reading Batman, you know why Batman has a psycho pirate mask. That's another story, okay? It reacts to the psycho pirate mask, okay? Something happens, and Batman sees his father, who is the Batman of Flashpoint. Now, what's Flashpoint? If you're watching the Flash TV show, you know what Flashpoint is. If you've read the Flashpoint comic books, you know what it is. If you don't know, that's why I'm here, goddammit. Flashpoint is when Barry Allen ran back in time to save his mother from Reverse Flash. He he saved his mother, but in doing so, fucked the timeline all up. 
and it was called that timeline was called Flashpoint. In that timeline, Bruce Wayne dies and his mother and Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. Okay? He sees him. He actually touches his hand and then he's gone. All right? Well, he calls Barry Allen. Barry Allen's doing some shit. He's like, I'll be there in 60 seconds. Give me 60 seconds. I'm dealing with something. Batman's like, okay. Speedster flies in. Batman's like, wow, I didn't think you'd be early, Barry. Well, it wasn't Barry. It was reverse flash. He keeps saying the button has called out to him. It's something to do with the speed force, okay? So, to, to sum up the rest of this issue, reverse flash and Batman fight. And this all is in the span of 60 seconds because Barry said I'll be there in 60 seconds. Reverse Flash beats the dog shit out of Batman. Beats the shit out of him. Okay? The note that Barry gave him from Flashpoint that was written to Bruce from his father, Thomas Wayne, Reverse Flash destroys it. Batman fucking loses his mind. It really ain't helping him any because he's getting his ass kicked. But Batman is Batman. You're not ever going to beat him up totally. You know, Reverse Flash does this... You see how I did that? You see how <laughs> I'm vibrating and you can't touch me. See, I'm the flash. I got a flash shirt on. I'm the flash. No, they vibrate and they phase and you really can't hit them because they're moving so fast. You just punch to go right through them. Well, Batman figured out that. Yeah, but to do that, you're you have to be grounded to something like your foot. If your foot was phasing, you would just fall. You would kind of vibrate through the floor. So your foot has to be on solid ground. He takes his batarang and fucking jams it into Reverse Flash's foot. It was fucking awesome. Okay? So, Bat's getting in a few licks now. Well, it doesn't last too long. So, he says, all I have to do is survive 60 seconds. Because then Barry will be here. Right? So, he's waiting on Barry. Reverse Flash picks up the button, looks at it, and goes, why are you calling out to me? And then there's a flash, like a little like bright light. And then the next thing you know, another bright light, reverse flash is back. And he's saying, oh, my God, I saw God. Oh, my God, I don't want to die. And basically, he's ripped apart. So then Barry fucking shows up. He's late. He's out past his 60 seconds. And he finds a beat up Batman and a burned up corpse that was ebart thon which was reverse flash um flashes you know his um nemesis his arch nemesis so that leads us into issue 22 uh to move this a little bit along i'll tell you that issue 22 is the flash um uh, is the flash episode or the i'm sorry the flash cover and you could see right there see how he's kind of getting torn apart this reverse flash on the cover the lenticular cover beautiful covers on all these books even the flash books beautiful covers the interiors not so much but the flash the flash book was still pretty good it really gets into the dynamic because i don't know a lot about the flash but i'm a huge batman fan but barry talks about you know how he's this forensic guy and he was that before he was the flash and he always felt like an outsider from the Justice League other than when he talked to Batman about forensics. He said, Batman and I could talk about forensics all day long. 
Okay, so that kind of gives you an insight of the bond that these two have, and I didn't know that. So I thought that was really cool. And then Barry kind of keeps some things from Bruce. He knows that the the button is reacting to the speed force somehow. Okay, he can see that. And he doesn't know why. He has no idea why. So to do that, he thinks there's only one way I can find out, and that's to go back into the speed force. Now, Ebart Thon, he can run, he can go through time like he wants to. Barry and Flash can't. They had to have help. So they're bringing back an old classic, and it's the cosmic treadmill. And basically, this treadmill, for whatever reason, gets Barry up to the speeds that he needs to go back in time. So what he does is, is he gets on the treadmill. He's going to use the button and hone into its speed force to get to where the button came from, okay, or where he thinks it came from. Well, Batman, even though he's had his ass kicked, he needs to be in fucking bed, but you know that ain't stopping my boy Bruce. He shows up, and he's like, hey, you ain't going fucking nowhere, okay? Um, and real quick, I want to point out that issue 21 in The Flash also starts with a mystery character. He's an old man, and he's in some type of nursing home. And he's, he's screaming. He's on top of this building, and it's a big lightning storm. And he's going, where are you, Thunderbolt? He said, see you, please. I didn't mean for any of this to happen. You have to come back to me. And then the orderlies finally find him. They've probably been looking for him, grab him. Mr. Thunder, how the hell did you get up here? And he's like, stop, you can't keep me locked up. And he's like, damn, this dude's got a lot of fight for a 90-year-old. So he's an old fucker, right? He said, tell the nurse to up his meds. And then the old man says, the lightning said we need to find my friends. And they're like, sure it did. He said, we lost the Justice Society. It's all my fault. Then it goes into the flash page. And he's standing in the cave in front of a crime scene and a dead Ebarthon. Okay? So, who the fuck was this old guy? All right? We've got a mystery lady at Arkham. We've got a mystery old man. No idea who he is. Okay? He's saying the Justice Society is done and it's my fault. What the fuck did you do? Who are you? Okay? So, another mystery. All right? So, uh... Like I said, now we've got Bruce and, and Flash on the cosmic treadmill. Uh, the treadmill basically is ripped apart because they're going so fast. They and when they when they wake up, well, not wake up, but when they fall, they wind up in a, in the Batcave. But Bruce it realizes it's not his Batcave. He's like, I've been here. I know this place. And he hears sun come from the background. And it's Thomas Wayne, his dad. Now, to my knowledge, big Batman fan here, right? This is the first time that this universe's Batman has ever met his father. Like, really, truly met his father. Okay? When Flashpoint, Flash was involved, really the rest of the Justice League wasn't. So, this is the first time Bruce gets to see his fucking dad. Okay? Now, that leads us into Batman 22, okay? And I'll show you, I'm going to show you this cover because it's dope. Reverse Flash, Flashpoint Batman. Reverse Flash, Flashpoint Batman. These lenticular covers are fucking fantastic, man. I love them, especially with Fabox art. It's great. 
Okay, in Flashpoint, you have you had Wonder Woman and Aquaman fighting each other. It was destroying the world. Okay, Flash ended up erasing that timeline, so he thought, all right, so Flashpoint shouldn't exist, but it still does. How is this possible? All right, whoever's pulling the strings, whoever stole the time, remember we got somebody that stole some time from the DC heroes, DC, from everybody in the DC universe? They kept Flashpoint alive. All right, why? Well, we're going to find out, or do we? All right, stay tuned. So anyway, we've got Bruce, uh, Thomas Wayne, is sitting there in a chair thinking, and he's got Aquaman and Wonder Woman have joined forces since Flashpoint. They're not fighting anymore. They're joining forces, and they're taking out all the other heroes. Thomas Wayne's waiting for him to come get him. He's got the Batcave lined with explosives. He's This dude's hardcore. He's basically like, fuck it. You know, I can't beat you, so I'll take you with me. So he's got the entire Batcave lined with explosives. They're coming. The Amazons and, and uh, Aquaman's army are coming. Now Flash and Batman show up. So Thomas is like, you motherfucker, you told me that you could save him. Like, if you erase this timeline, my son would be alive. That was the whole reason Thomas helped him. Okay, gave, basically gave up his life, everybody's life, to save Bruce. So he's pissed off at Wally. Wally explains to him, oh, I'm sorry, Barry. He explains to him, hey, I, I did. I don't know what's going on. So then Bruce and Thomas kind of have a moment. Well, it's interrupted by the Amazons coming down into the cave. So Thomas grabs his gun. And he's like, you know, we got to take them out. And Bruce is like, we'll all leave here together. No guns. And he's like, do you have any, is the cave outfitted to, if, with any defensive ability, like for intruders, unwanted guests? And he's like, nah, your mother was more the plan ahead type. You know, Thomas is just kind of like, I'm going to smack you in your face. And then it's Batman and his dad, the Batman of Earth, uh, the Flashpoint universe. And he's like, all right, it's fist then. And, dude, I'm telling you, man, I got a fucking chill. I got a goosebumps. It's Bats and his dad getting ready to fucking kick some ass. And he's like, it's fist then. Like, we can go that route too, motherfuckers. Let's roll. So, and then the next issues we fight. And they're fighting. And Flash is like, look, I need a moment to get the, the, the cosmic treadmill fixed. So that's what Bat Bats and Thomas are going to do. They're going to give Flash just a few seconds that he needs to get the cosmic treadmill, and then they're getting the fuck out of Flashpoint, okay? And what's awesome is Thomas says, the last time we were in these caves together, you were just a boy. Do you remember what I said when the rope was pulling us out? And Bruce says, barely, you were whispering because you didn't, and Thomas says, want to scare the Bats, and then Bruce looks at him and, like, quietly says, Dad. And then Flash gets the fucking treadmill started because they've beaten all the, all the Amazons. So, I mean, I was like, holy shit. You know, that's an iconic scene when Bruce falls down to the cave and his dad reaches down. It's, it was actually in uh, Batman Begins when he first finds the caves. And, you know, he's, he tells him, you know, we always get up, Right. And 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 it's and it's now I'm getting fucking chills even talking about it. this fucking issue is fantastic. So so anyway, um, Flashpoint's starting to erase. All right, why? I don't know. 
Whoever was controlling Flashpoint Universe, they're erasing it. All right? So they're like, Flash is like, we got to fucking go. We got to go. So, and Bruce says, uh, Father, your letter was the greatest gift anyone's ever given to me. And he said, after I knew it, I never knew how to, I never knew how to respond. But if I did, there was one thing I wanted to tell you above all else. You're a grandfather. I have a son because Bruce has a son. And he's like, dude, we got, Flash is like, we got to fucking go, motherfuckers. Y'all could do this shit later. We got to go. And he's like, Father, come with me, please. And Thomas pushes Bruce onto the treadmill as Flash is, is leaving. And he said, I told you. He said, I delivered you myself. The moment I saw you, I knew every choice I ever made had been the right ones. And then he said, because they all led to you. You're the greatest gift life has ever given me. And there is more that I should have shared in that letter. So you listen to me now. Don't be Batman. You find happiness. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do it for me. And don't do it for your mother. Be a father to your son in a way I never could be for you. Let the Batman die with me. And then Bats is like, I can save you. And then they're gone. And then Thomas says, you have. All right. And then the it looks like the Flashpoint universe uh, is slowly eroding. It's getting to Thomas Wayne. He said, why are you whispering? They're going back to the time they were in the cave. I know I spent a lot of time on this, but this is fucking good shit, y'all. This is fucking good shit. He says, why are you whispering? He says, because I don't want to scare the bats, Bruce. He said, I'm sorry I fell into the cave, Dad. And his dad says, sometimes we fall, son, but always remember, Wayne's never stay down. We rise. And he runs into what looks like to be the universe crumbling apart. And then he kind of fades out. So now Bruce is like, what the fuck, Flash? You know, and he's like, look, man, we had to get out of there. Um, and then, you know, uh, as they're running, trying to get back into their timeline, Ebart Thon passes them. Okay? And they're like, holy shit, he's not dead. Or he's he, it's a remnant. He's a time remnant. Okay? And um, so Flash is trying to tell him, like, don't go where you're going you're going to fucking die. Even Flash, you know, Flash is still trying to save his fucking arch enemy. Okay? Like, I'd be like, all right, man. Yeah, you better hurry up, dog. You're going to miss You're gonna miss your shit. No. Flash is like, dude, don't fucking go. This guy killed his mother. All right? And Flash is still trying to save him. All right? That leads us into Flash 22, the final, the conclusion of the button. And that's the lenticular cover of Jay Garrick. Really, really fucking cool. Old school throwback cover uh, done with the, the lenticular stuff. It's so fucking cool looking. I love this cover. It's like my favorite cover out of all of them, I think. Um, okay, so as they're running through the Speed Force, you know, Flash is trying to convince him. That's where we pick up. We, know we haven't missed a beat yet. Fucking reverse flash is telling him about all the fucking shit he's gonna do to him when he goes back into the past. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you as a friend and I'm gonna mold you like I wanted you to be molded. Now, I mean, just really horrible shit, because reverse flash is a huge dick, right? So anyway, then you get to see he says, Oh, the trail ends here. And then he's he starts talking about the person that has done this. 
that has manipulated time in ways that even Ebert Thawne couldn't. Okay? And I'm going to read this to you. He says, uh, Don't feel shy. I can feel your presence. You're like a wave of static electricity. It's powerful. I'll admit, in fact, I've never encountered anything like it. You've done some strange things to the timeline, things I don't even begin to question, and you've remained hidden from all of them. But I'm not like all of them, am I? My existence is only constant in a sea of possibilities. I cannot be erased by you or anybody. Show yourself. I, oh my God. Wait, wait, I didn't know. Please, don't, I don't want to. Boom. Reverse flash is fucking crust. All right. And then Batman goes, that scream. He goes, Thon's gone. So they knew they couldn't save Ebart Thon, but whatever Ebart seen was fucking strong enough and more powerful enough to kill him. Now, the cosmic treadmill is falling apart again. Who made this motherfucker anyway? Was it Ford make this fucking treadmill? It's done fucking. It's, we've got three, we're four comic books in. It's done just been destroyed twice. Anyway, they're about to get lost in the time stream. Batman and Flash are okay, and you keep hearing these things. And Flash tells Batman, he's like, "Look, these are things that have never been. They're possibilities. Don't react to any of them." Okay, he told him this earlier. Because Batman was seeing things like his parents and stuff. And he's like, don't react to it. It's, it's not real. So as the, the, the treadmill's falling apart, they're like, holy shit, we're screwed. And you hear somebody calling out to Flash. He's like, Flash, just say my name. Say my name. And he's like, who are you? Like, he couldn't see him. And then he says, Jay. And pff, Jay Garrett comes out of Speed Force. And he's like, finally, I'm free. So Garrick was trapped in Speed Force. Now, here's where it gets weird, you all. Here's where it gets weird. Garrick saves Flash and Batman. He gets them out. He puts them back in their timeline. Okay? And Flash is like, who the, you know, like, basically, who the fuck are you, dude? What do you want from us? And he's like, why did you kill Ebarthon? And he's like, my name's Jay Garrick. I'm your friend. I'm a Flash. He's like, Barry, listen to me. You need to remember. If you remember me like Wally. And then Flash says, he told me I forgot things and people. Remember, they stole 10 years from everybody. So there was a lot of things that happened that Barry doesn't remember. And he says, Barry, he goes, you, you they, he, he says, Barry, they took everything from me. I don't know how and I don't know why. Barry, you have to. And Flash goes, your name. What was your name? And he grabs his hand and Jay just like, I don't know if he got sucked back into speed force. I don't, I don't know, but Jay's gone. Okay. And flash says, maybe I wasn't the lightning rod that he needed to be anchored here. Cause see, that's what happened to Wally West and flash point zero. Okay. That's how he got Wally West out of speed force was cause he needed to find somebody that remembered him to anchor him in that timeline Barry ended up remembering him because they had a strong bond. Evidently, him and Jay didn't have a strong enough bond. Okay? So, all right. Now, this that, that was basically the end. Okay? And then Bruce is standing in front of a window, and he's hearing his dad say, don't be Batman. Find happiness. And then the bat signal goes up, and it stays up for a while, and Alfred comes over to him. And he's like, sir, are you going to answer that? 
and Batman just ducks his head. What the fuck? Is Bruce having second thoughts about being Batman now? Would you have second thoughts about being Batman if you had that kind of event happen to you? I don't know. Now we go to an epilogue. And then we see the button. I guess it's floating in the speed force. And a blue hand comes down and grabs it. Okay? And then you basically have a big splash page. And it says the Doomsday Clock. Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, Brad Anderson, November 2017. So, it looks like it's going to be Superman and Dr. Manhattan for the brawl to save us all in 2017 when the doomsday clock strikes midnight. Now, um, again, I thought these issues were great. The Batman issues were fucking fantastic. Flash 21 was really good um, because it, it kind of gave me an insight to Batman and Flash that I didn't know existed. 22 was really, really good from the Flash because of the moment that, that, um, that, that, the, that, uh, shit, I'm sorry, that Wally and uh, Flash had. I thought that was really cool. Uh, but the Batman issues were fucking by and far the best of this crossover. And in in terms of story, when people say, ah, you're going to put them back on the shelf and never read them, I bet these fucking Batmans come up again. That's for sure, because these are going to have lasting impression on Bruce, the time that he had with his dad and the things that his dad said to him. Um, there was a good action in this story, other than the Cosmic Tremble being a piece of shit. Um, there was a lot. There was some good action uh, but we didn't get what we were promised, and that was the Watchmen coming in. Um, I get it that they needed to, they got to set all this shit up, and they only had four four issues to really do it. I felt like they could have did a little more. They might could have showed Manhattan more than just his hand coming down, maybe show Thawne's conversation uh, with Manhattan in front of him. Maybe Manhattan's not the the architect here. I, I don't know. Uh, what really happened to the Watchmen, right? So there's a lot of questions. It actually maybe gave us more questions than it gave us answers. And I understand why fans were pissed off. But I thought the Batman issues were fantastic. I've said that. Um, Tom King's done a great job on Batman. But these were really, really good stories. This was a four-part story that went between two different books. And it may be one of the best four-part series I've read in a long time. Usually, they're not that good, period. You've got one good issue and four fillers. And the last issue is the best issue, which is the culmination. So, this one started with the fu- that first Batman issue I thought was dope. I mean, reverse flash and Batman fighting. I mean, how many times did we get to see a good fucking brawl between a superhero and a villain anymore anyway? No. I mean, you had four or five pages of Fabok art, too? Shit. Fucking forget about it, man. That fucking issue was great. And then the issue with him and his dad, fan-fucking-tastic, man. I mean, that was, like, I got emotional, like, seeing him and his dad fight side by side. I'm like, oh, my God, it's fucking awesome, dude. I was, like, crying and shit, like, throwing punches. I was sitting on the shitter, you know, like, where I read all my comics at. And, uh, yeah, don't ever buy anything from me without fucking sanitizing first. But, yeah, man, it was just a really good story. It's wet my appetite for more, which is what it was fucking supposed to do. The Doomsday Clock is going to be the big event that uh, maybe reset the whole DC Universe again. I don't know. So, but anyway, 
that's my review on uh, the storyline. If I had to break down, and I'll do this in the show notes, but I'll do it right now. Batman 21, I will give a, uh, I'll give it an 8.8. I thought it was fantastic. Flash 21, I will give uh, a 7.5. Batman 22, I will give a 9, maybe even a 9.192, just because of that stuff with his dad's fucking classic. Flash 22, I'll give, uh, I'll give it a 7.9, 7.8. I don't really think it was quite 8-ish worthy. But we did get to see the Watchmen, and we did get to see some some epilogue stuff with Bruce Wally West show, or not Wally West. Sorry, Jay Garrick shows up. We get, to, you know, we're figuring out more. And who are the two mystery people? Who's the old lady and who's the fucking old man? We don't know that yet. So um, there's a lot of stuff uh, that these issues could become better. Let's just put it that way. But I I thought they were great, and I know some people are going to be like, "Oh, you're fucking stupid." Well, maybe I am fucking stupid, but it's what I like. It's um, these. I'm a Batman fan, and this was good for me. Uh, maybe Flash fans, maybe not so much. But uh, the one Flash issue with him and Bruce and the forensic stuff and and and, and Bruce, you know, Wally just being a good dude. Maybe that was good for Flash fans. It was good for me not being a Flash fan, but it gave me a look inside his character that I normally wouldn't have got because I wouldn't have bought the Flash books that hadn't been for the crossover. Boom marketing. Um, but yeah, so with that, I give the whole story, uh, an eight, five. Um, I thought, cause the story arc was supposed to be about the button and it really wasn't, it was more about timelines, more about Batman and his dad. So it was kind of misleading, but I still like what they did inside that, that parameter of the button story. So uh, check it out. I'm sure it'll be a, a like a, a short trade. I'm sure like a cheap trade even, probably like seven or eight bucks. But it'll be a good read. Read it online if you want. I don't care. I don't promote piracy, by the way. Um, but it was a good story. So um, now typically I do the new, the brand new comic books. But uh, I'm going to be doing like storylines for, for, for a while just because there's so many different comic books coming out. And so many really good stories. I want to separate those from, from the bad ones. So uh, if you like this new format, let me know what you thought. Uh, I'm going to be doing Moon Knight, Secret Empire next. Um, and, you know, uh, if something good, something else good comes out. Um, and I'll always do the controversial stuff, too, uh, just because I like to get another take on it. And that's one of the reasons I did the button, because so many people were shitting on the button. I thought, you know, hold on. There's a lot of good stuff here. But. The marketing was just a little misleading. You know what I mean? So, uh, with that, guys, that's the show. Um, I really don't have anything else. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope that I kind of gave you some insight on the button. I hope I gave you some news that you hadn't heard yet. Um, I hope you enjoyed the fucking show, man. I try to be entertaining as much as I can, but when you're by yourself, it's a little hard to carry a whole show, but I do try. Uh, and if you think I did a decent job, please go to iTunes, leave me a five-star review. That really helps me. It helps the show go. It helps the network numbers look better. I'm still, I'm still working on promotions and stuff. I'm a big supporter of Black Rifle Coffee. Um, this stuff is fucking good as hell. And 
Uh, they're a veteran-owned company, and they hire nothing but vets, which I am very, very proud uh, to support that that uh, venture for these guys. So, and also, I want to let you know if you're looking for custom chalkboards, these things are fantastic. Go to pinjo.com, Pinjo Art on Facebook. Look at some of these boards they've done. Uh, my nephew just just got a board done uh, Monday. And the Spider-Man and Hulk and Batman symbol, because, I mean, this kid loves all this stuff, and a lot of your kids do. This this board was custom-made for this kid. And he liked monster trucks and had a grain that for they're very, very reasonably priced. So if you're interested in that, hit me a link. Uh, I'll get you in touch with the owners, uh, the people that actually do the boards. And uh, check out their Facebook page or hit them up on Facebook. Uh, any of that works. But with that, please check out Giant, Giant Size Team Up Network and check out Blazing Defender Report. Dot giant, or I'm sorry, yes, dot GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Um, that is the new website, and you can find all my shows there uh, and a lot more content. So please, please, please check that out. Check out Giant Size Team Up Network. You're going to love it. GiantSizeTeamUp.com, BlazingDefender.GiantSizeTeamUp. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Hit me up. Let me know what you thought about the show. For whatever reason, there were no comments tonight. And I don't know. It kept saying in video mode. I don't know what the fuck that I did. I did the same shit that I do. I do every show. And it was really weird today. So if you commented and I didn't see it, I'm sorry. But I will respond to you after the show goes up on the on the board. Um, and you can always hit me up at any time. I love talking about this shit. Obviously, I just talked to myself for an hour about this. So uh, I would love to have a conversation with you guys. Please let me know what you thought about the show. And as always, please like and subscribe and leave a comment. And if you could leave a five-star review on iTunes, it really helps me out. And with that, guys, it's a crazy, crazy fucking world out there. Be safe and be courteous. Love one another. And I don't want to be like, oh, love's in your heart and all that shit. But there's a lot, a lot of bad shit in the world, and we're the only ones that can fucking stop it. So please be careful and respect one another. Appreciate it, guys. Have a wonderful day. Blazing Defenders out.